Well, there you go, sleepy Joe Biden and the Democrats finally got their way as far as the debates go. So, we had going into the first debate, Joe Lockhart, the former Clinton advisor, saying to Joe Biden, do not debate Donald Trump. On top of that, we had Nancy Pelosi. Oh, we'll get to Nancy Pelosi and what she's talking about today. I mean, please go ahead with what you're going to do, Madam Speaker. Good Lord, here she goes again. Anyway, more news on that in a second. But we had Pelosi advising Sleepy Joe Biden as to not debate Donald Trump. On top of the two of them, the New York Times were saying to Joe Biden, whatever you do, do not debate Donald Trump. We had the first debate. To me, Donald Trump just ran right through Joe Biden, looked like the only coherent man on the stage. Biden just looked lost. Biden couldn't answer a single question. The best answers that Joe Biden could afford was um, just basically regular political talk. You know, his whole Democrat convention uh, acceptance speech where he's saying, we, I, I choose light over darkness. And, you know, now he's at the debate last week and saying, well, I want to, uh, I, I, I want, we should go forward and progress together. You know, it's, it's typical political talk. But anyway, they got their way because here is the statement, the Commission on Presidential Debates. Now, <clears throat> the Commission on Presidential Debates is supposed to be bipartisan, okay? They're supposed, I mean, they're, they think about what they're supposed to do, right? They're supposed to allow time for both candidates to get on stage together and have a political debate it's not a discussion you know you're supposed to you know be be stronger than the other candidate and you know out muscle the other candidate and 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 at times if you have to talk over them you have to talk over them you know interrupting happens on every in every single debate that we've ever seen throughout the entire world you know now they're complaining because donald trump was interrupting go back Ari Fleischer pointed this out, former White House press secretary, and said, hey, look, you go back, you'll understand that it was Joe Biden who interrupted before Donald Trump interrupted. And also, if you go back even further and watch Joe Biden debating Paul Ryan in um, 2012, Biden just interrupted over and over and over again. And you know what? In that debate, in 2012 against Paul Ryan and you know Paul Ryan's not the greatest politician around by the I had a, a, a an extreme amount of respect for Paul Ryan and then Paul Ryan sort of became this this Mitt Romney loyalist you know never Trump Republican which I can understand he was loyal to Mitt Romney because obviously Romney chose him to be his vice presidential um, candidate in 2012 uh, but you know, I've I've just I've lost a lot of respect for the guy. This is a guy you know that that ran on repealing and replacing Obamacare. Donald Trump, you know, winning the presidency in 2016, and Paul Ryan to me just was non-existent, basically. Um, so, but anyway, the, back to the point. In 2012, when he debated Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden was was sharp. Biden was electric in that debate. You know, he actually he had it in him so to speak, at that time. But you look back at that debate and what Joe Biden is now, there is something that has seriously gone terribly wrong with Joe Biden. Now, that's not a shot at Biden. That's just, you know, 
pointing out what I'm seeing. You know, you, your eyes tell you a story that the mainstream media refused to tell you. Biden's not there. Mentally, cognitively, even, you know, it seems like physically at this point in time, Biden's just, just weak and old. It would just be extremely dangerous to have Joe Biden be commander-in-chief, be a leader of this country, being the leader of the free world. It just, it, it's, it's dangerous to not only this country, but to the entire world. Any country that has to negotiate with this Joe Biden, this Joe Biden, I mean, you know, in the state that he is in now, it's just, it won't be good for the United States. You know, we already know he bows down to China. On top of that, Russia, Ukraine. I mean, he has a son who gets paid millions of dollars. A shopping spree in China, really? You know, the mayor of Moscow, the first lady of Moscow, Baterina, has given him, you know, millions of dollars. And on top of all of that, we know exactly the dealings in Ukraine and how Hunter Biden was profiting in Burisma Holdings. He's sitting on a board at Burisma Holdings when he doesn't have any experience whatsoever as far as energy or gas or oil is concerned, and he doesn't even speak the Ukrainian language. And he's getting paid somewhere between $50,000 to $83,000 know, a month to basically do absolutely nothing. You know, and, and Biden, everyone says that, you know, anyone says that it's not true. Well, it's not true. I mean, who? no one has discredited this whatsoever. There's even, you know, this Senate report that we have out now indicating that that Hunter was, you know, involved in sex trafficking and the deals that he was making, the lucrative deals. It's, it's just incredible, really. So this Joe Biden is dangerous to have in this country as our commander in chief. Now. He finally got his way, though. Let me make the, get back to the original point I was making. Uh, so here's the statement, Commission on Presidential Debates, which, again, keep in mind, is supposed to be uh, nonpartisan, right? In order to protect the health and safety of all involved with the second presidential debate scheduled for October 15th, 2020, the Commission on Presidential Debates announced the following today. The second presidential debate will take the form of a town meeting in which the candidates would participate from separate remote locations. The town meeting participants and the moderator, Steve Scully, senior executive producer and political editor, C-SPAN Networks, will be located at the Adrian Arst Center for the Performing Arts of Miami-Dade County in Miami, Florida. The White House pool will provide coverage of the second presidential debate. Now, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, got this news earlier today and was on uh, Fox Business doing an interview and said, and the quote should be right here, uh, Joe, uh, Donald Trump says, and I quote, I'm not going to do a virtual debate. I'm not going to waste my time at a virtual debate he also said uh the commission changed the debate style and that's not acceptable to us i beat him in the first in the first debate i beat him easily now donald trump also um also uh made the point that you know that this is right this is tailor-made for joe biden well i've been saying for a long time listen the, the whole coronavirus 
has been tailor-made to Joe Biden's campaign. This, to me, isn't any surprise. You know, I'm surprised we even got through the first debate. I said for a long time, on top of the people advising Joe Biden, that Joe Biden doesn't want to take place, doesn't want to take part in any of d these debates whatsoever because it'll be made out to see how confused, how old, how dumb, how frail the guy has really well and truly become. This is a guy that is the shell of the politician that he once was. By the way, 47 years in politics. Now, this, on top of everything else we've seen change, I go back to Ivanka Trump's quote when talking about Donald J. Trump. That was um, before he accepted the nomination, uh, the Republican nomination for the presidency this year. Ivanka Trump said, Washington, D.C. has not changed Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump has changed Washington, D.C. Well, here is something else that has changed as far as the debates go because of Donald Trump. And to me, it poses the question, what is it, okay, what really is it that not only the White House press pool and the fake news as far as CNN and MSDNC go, but what is it that these institutions, that college professors that this commission on presidential debates that the news media what do they hate and i mean hate like this great disdain this that they get disgusted when they see him that they want to make him out to look like an idiot what is it that donald trump has done that they hate about him so very much now to me i would argue it's the fact that he cannot be bought. This is a man that is taking, as far as his presidential salary goes, zero dollars and zero cents. You know, he's donated all of his presidential salary because he does not need the money. He's not doing this as, you know, he, obviously it's a job, but it's a job he enjoys doing. You know, he didn't have to run for president. This is a man that had it made. He was loved by the media. He was loved by Hollywood. You know, he was a great American success story. But now, because he runs for president as a Republican, all of that goes away. And he's totally hated. But I want to know why. What is it that they hate about him so much? Is, do they hate that we had the best economy this country has seen in modern times? You know, at, it, basically in all of history... Do they hate seeing the lowest unemployment records for blacks, Asians, Latinos, women, you know, youths, disabled Americans? Do they hate that he incentivized companies and businesses to bring jobs back to the U.S.? Do they hate new trade deals which bring jobs and bring money back here to the U.S. with China and Japan and the USMCA, Mexico and Canada? You know, do they hate that he got us out of the Paris Climate Accord, saving billions of dollars for this country? Do they hate the fact that he's built 350 miles of southern border wall? Do they hate that, that now we're safe from illegal immigration and illegal aliens coming into this country? You know, do, do they hate that Donald Trump has given trillions of dollars to rebuild the U.S. military, the fact that he rebuilt the VA 
that he's a right to try, you know, pro-life president. As far as right to try to me is a no-brainer. If you're dying and there's this drug that you can experiment with and keep your life, I, you know, I personally think life is the most precious thing you can ever give to another person. It's the greatest gift ever. And, you know, for you to even have another day on this earth is a complete and utter blessing. You know, this is a uh, a pro-life president. He was at the March to Life rally. He's, you know, been strongly against abortion. It's, you know, is that what they hate about him? Do they hate that now under Donald Trump's leadership that the U.S. is energy independent and is a net exporter as far as oil goes? You know, do they hate that we don't have to deal with Iran and the Strait of Hormuz anymore? You know, so that we don't have to, you know, negotiate with them as far as oil goes. You know, that's a good thing. Uh, who would want to deal with Iran so far away? You know, not me. Obviously not Donald Trump. Uh, you know, the, getting close. Oh, by the way, Monday we'll start the hearing for the new Supreme Court uh, nominee, that being Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, he's already got two Supreme Court justices confirmed. You know, do they hate that fact? Do they hate that Donald Trump's going to give $250 million annually to historically black colleges and universities? How about his pledge of $500 billion to African-American communities? Criminal justice reform, that was done under Donald Trump. The First Step Act, again, Donald Trump. How about the whole George Floyd controversy? He expedited an investigation, told the FBI and the DOJ, hey, let's get this thing going. You know, it's causing unrest in our streets. How about opportunity zones? That was implemented by Donald Trump, as well as school choice. Now look at foreign policy, killing Qasem Soleimani, the death of al-Baghdadi, all happened under Donald Trump. Remember ISIS, who were running wild in 2016? How about 100% of the ISIS caliphate being totally destroyed and demolished? That was a huge promise <clears throat> that Donald Trump said he was going to implement when, coming, when he was um, running for president, and he's implemented all of it. You know, he, he, he destroyed ISIS. He, you know, what was his big thing? Bombing the hell out of ISIS and his border wall. And I said, how about tax cuts, by the way? Donald Trump brought historic tax cuts to this country. On top of that, he lowered prescription drug costs. Now, uh, you know, an, an added bonus, basically bringing peace in the Middle East. You know, peace deals with Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain. You know, that that's historic stuff. These are things that, if you listen to the media, you listen to the Democrat Party, that going into the election, they thought they, this could never get passed. But Donald Trump did it all. And I would argue that we basically owe it to him, to Donald Trump, to say, hey, you deserve four more years in the White House. You know, this was in the four years, by the way, he got all of this passed with the Mueller investigation going on, which we now know that Hillary Clinton in 2016 says, and the CIA knew, the FBI knew, Barack Obama knew all about it, that she was going to, quote, stir up a scandal to vilify Donald Trump and connect him with Russia 
to distract from her email scandal. It's unbelievable that he was able to do all of that. But not only is it the, you know, the college professors that hate Donald Trump, the Democrat Party that hate Donald Trump, some Republicans that hate Donald Trump. Look at this whole Lincoln Project thing. These total losers that have done nothing with their lives at all except, you know, basically collect a paycheck on uh, MSDNC and say, oh, well, now we hate Trump too. They do anything for money. There's no principles and values to the any member in that whole Lincoln Project nonsense trash. But there you have some so-called Republicans there that hate Donald Trump. You have an FBI that was working with Hillary Clinton to make sure Trump doesn't win. Peter Strzok, the FBI agent, saying, no, no, Donald Trump won't win. You know, it's like an insurance policy. We'll make sure it doesn't happen. The CIA, uh, with John Brennan as the CIA director, working to undermine Donald Trump. You know, I say it all the time. There was nothing short of a miracle that Donald Trump was elected. Well, now we, as the American people, have the chance to ensure he is re-elected and continues to drain the swamp in Washington, D.C. Now, so now you have the Commission on Presidential Debates that come out and say, well, here, we're, we're throwing our hat in the ring, too. We, on top of all these other institutions, we hate Donald Trump, too. And we have to make sure that this is a virtual debate so that Joe Biden doesn't look like a moron. Again, you know, Donald Trump arguing that he won the first debate easily today. Well, he's absolutely right. He won that first debate. Now, as far as this statement that came out today uh, from the Commission on Presidential Debates, it, 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 it didn't take long for ABC News. But ABC News, you think they're a credible news organization? Their top news anchor, George Stephanopoulos, you know, last night saying there was a lot of mansplaining going on. I mean, really? Get a grip. But here you go. ABC News announces Biden town hall on October 15th after Trump pulls out a virtual debate. ABC News announced on Thursday that it will be hosting a town hall with Joe Biden on the night the second presidential debate was supposed to take place. The Disney Network revealed that ABC News anchor, get ready for it, George Stephanopoulos, Clinton guy, George Stephanopoulos, would moderate the televised event in Philadelphia on October 15th, just hours after President Trump said that he would skip the debate after the Commission on Presidential Debates announced that the town hall style event would go virtual amid the president's recovery from the coronavirus. ABC News, this by the way, the uh, citation here is Fox News. ABC News held a town hall last month with President Trump, which drew intense scrutiny after at least two of the, quote, uncommitted voters who grilled the president at the event reportedly had a history of anti-Trump rhetoric on social media, one even expressing support for Senator Kamala Harris. We'll get into Harris in a second anyway, but so how can you possibly think ABC is a credible source of news at this point in time? You have John Carroll, who's on ABC, who grills Kaylee McEnany whenever he can. He's just downright disrespectful to her. To her. But on top of that, this is George Stephanopoulos, who's going to moderate this so-called so -called town hall, uh, who, again, is was in the Clinton 
administration. So why would you ever, as far as conflict of interest go, as far as ethical journalism goes, which there is like basically none in this country anymore, it's so sad to see, um, how can you possibly think that he's going to be a straight news reporter and hold Joe Biden accountable when we know that he wants Joe Biden to win the election? You know, ABC News announcing this town hall, did they, did they talk to Donald Trump? Oh, by the way, the Commission on Presidential Debates didn't even consult with Donald Trump or with Joe Biden as far as, you know, letting them know that, hey, this is going to be virtual. Now, they just did it. They just went out on their own and, and, and did it. Forget about what anyone else thinks. This is how it's going to be now. Virtual because of, because of Donald Trump's coronavirus. Well, Donald Trump, I mean, he's already just about over coronavirus. And, you know, I guess that the whole shield thing with Kamala Harris and Mike Pence last night didn't work at all. Because you could have gone that route as well. You know, you're supposed to believe that, that masks work. And this whole plexiglass keeps people safe. Well, you can't find a way, as far as the Commission on Presidential Debates go, they can't find a way to make sure that Biden's more than six feet away, which, it, does that rule even apply anymore? You know, the CDC announced earlier this week that the six feet rule, nope, it, it, it's air, but it can travel further than that. So, you know, do we do we believe that anymore? Everything we've heard about coronavirus seems to seems to change in the next week. You know, and think how stupid this is. You you can you gotta wear your mask while you're sitting in a restaurant or a bar. If you're or excuse me, not sitting. If you're standing up, if you're standing up, you know you have to keep the mask on and you have to stay six feet away from people. Or you know it's what fifty percent capacity. But if you're sitting down, you're fine. The virus can't attack you if you're sitting down. It's a total joke. It's the stupidest, you know, guideline, stupidest guidelines I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't understand, you know, why people are still adhering to it. I really, truly don't. It's, it, it's, it's not a coincidence that China allows this virus to escape from what is being what's being reported as the Wuhan Institute of Virology, they let the virus escape and you know create a world war with the entire world, with over 180 countries who have been affected by coronavirus. Yet for some reason they're not held accountable for it. You want to blame I mean, the the Democrat platform? The only thing that Kamala Harris and uh, Biden have to run on is COVID-19 is the quote president's mishandling of coronavirus. If coronavirus wasn't around, what would Joe Biden and Kamala Harris run on? Nothing. They have nothing without coronavirus. You know, Joe Biden, he can't even think for himself, Joe Biden. So now ABC wants him just to do his own town hall. Not a credible news organization, ABC. They're in the tank for Joe Biden. They're in the tank for the Democrat Party. Oh, by the way, it's I was looking at the um, the Senate races and the House races today. You know, Democrats need only a net gain of three Senate seats to regain the Senate, and Republicans need a net gain of 20 seats in the House. You know, a tough task ahead, but listen, keep 
pushing the Trump agenda forward. You know, make it known to the American people what this what Schumer and the House of Representatives want to do if Democrats get power. They want to eliminate the Electoral College. They want to give statehood to Puerto Rico and D.C. so they can have four brand new Democrat senators. They want to end the filibuster so that you don't need 60 votes. You only need a majority. And on top of all that, you know, they want to pack the Supreme Court. Now, Joe Biden, don't count on Stephanopoulos asking Joe Biden if he'll pack the Supreme Court. Now, Joe Biden today, get ready for this. When being asked about packing the court again and again and again, he cannot answer. It's not tough. Joe, either you're going to pack the court or you're not going to. He knows that a base of his voters want him to pack the court because they hate this country. Anyone supporting the Democrat ticket hates this country, hates all the fundamentals that make this country great, that, that we have never seen any country that has given more, you know, as far as equality goes and uh, freedom and liberty. There's no country that does that better than the United States of America. Now, Joe Biden, like I said, still cannot answer, uh, uh, answer the question, but his non-answer is, is his answer. As the vice president, Mike Pence, pointed out last night with Kamala Harris, their, answer, their non-answer is their answer. But listen to what Biden said today, all right, because we have an election on November 3rd. You already have people that have done the uh, early voting um, business. Not me. Listen, I'm, I don't trust it. I don't trust mail-in voting. You know that. I'm going straight to the poll on November 3rd. But listen to this. Joe Biden. The, uh, how incredible is this? You'll know my opinion on court packing when the election is over. Are you kidding me? One of the biggest issues of this camp of this election cycle is now the supreme court as far as ruth bader ginsburg's death because amy coney barrett now the president has the power to nominate whoever he wants to to the supreme court it's not like as soon as he nominates that person they're immediately on the court there's advice and consent given from the united states senate Whichever way Kamala Harris and Joe Biden want to toss it up, we'll let the American people decide. The American people decided in 2016 that they wanted Donald Trump to be the president. The American people gave the power in 2018 to the Republican Party, as far as the Senate goes, to give advice and consent on Supreme Court justices that was given to the uh, Republicans by the American people in 2018. You know, whichever way, they're just lying to you at this point in time. But now Biden says, you'll know my opinion on court packing when the election is over. So the American people don't have the right, you know, they don't deserve to hear Biden in his own words say, I'm going to pack the court or I'm not going to pack the court, something that we hold near and dear as Americans, three branches of government. That's how this country works. You have the executive power, 
That's Donald Trump. That's the presidency. You have the legislative branch, that being Congress and the House. The third branch of government being the judicial branch, the Supreme Court. The, you know, they, 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 you don't have a right to hear what Biden has to say. You'll know my opinion when the election is over. That is dangerous. That is an awful, awful, awful thing to say to the American people. So no, you don't, you don't get to hear what my opinion is. And all he said is it just distract. It's not distracting from anything. It's a reasonable, sensible question. Answer the question, Joe. Are you going to pack the Supreme Court? He can't answer it because he knows. He knows as soon as he says, yes, I'm going to pack the Supreme Court. I'm going along with my radical leftist extreme socialist base that we know has been controlling his entire campaign. As soon as he says that, he loses this election. Everyone in this country realizes that the Supreme Court will be fundamentally transformed for as long you know this is all about the democrats wanting to have as the president pointed out a one-party system that republicans it won't even matter if if republicans exist anymore they don't care they want to have full total control of this entire country they want to transform everything we hold near and dear about this country it's to me it's 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 unacceptable it's sickening anyone who's informed realizes how dangerous joe biden would be if he's elected the senate democrats what they're going to do to the senate if chuck schumer is given powers gives the democrats majority in the senate if they hold the house of representatives what's that what that's going to mean more impeachment you know, um, and by the way, uh, uh, the Trump War Room tweeted out um, today a video of the Democrat candidates about, you know, packing the Supreme Court. Not one of them said they were going to do it except for one. I'm open to that discussion. Who do you think that was? Oh, that's right. Kamala Harris. You know, Joe Biden chose the most extreme the most liberal senator in all of the United States Senate. And I think for some reason, does he think that the American people are going to go along with that? You know, if you love this country, your choice, you, it's been put in front of the decision. You have one decision and one decision only. That's to vote for Republicans in the House. Vote for Republicans in the Senate and vote for Donald Trump uh, to be given four more years as leader of this country. Now, let me move on to, um, and we'll get back to the president um, in a second, but this is a story that was uh, that I got to point out. Jewish group sues Governor Cuomo, that being the governor of New York City, not the governor of New York State, don't care about the rest of the state. Jewish group sues Governor Cuomo over new COVID-19 restrictions. An Orthodox Jewish organization has sued the governor over new coronavirus restrictions that will limit synagogue capacity and go into effect as three Jewish holidays arrive this weekend. Uh, Agudath, Israel of America, 
and some of Big Apple affiliates argue that the new COVID measures violate the constitutional right to free exercise of religion. Oh, now hold on a second, because I'm pretty sure that that said somewhere. Oh, that's right. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. You can stop right there. That being the First Amendment. Someone should get that to the governor of New York City, Andrew Cuomo. As far as I'm concerned, remember he was saying, and if they don't want to, if they don't want to listen, then well, that's just too bad. I'll just I'll shut down the synagogues. Wow, the, you know, the more and more. Oh, and by the way, there's a reason I'm bringing that up is because I wanted to get into the governor of Michigan. So there was news today that there was this this plot to kidnap uh, the governor of Michigan, Whitmer. Um, now, the president tweeted out because, you know, his his uh, uh, FBI shut this down, got the people. But guess who is out there criticizing Donald Trump? You ready for this? Hey, you know, as far as Whitmer gets on and says, you know, as far as the president saying to the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Hate groups heard the president's words as a rallying cry, as a call to action. Well, guess what? The president, and under you know under his ad advice here, his FBI just saved you, you dummy. Governor Whitmer of Michigan has done a terrible job. The president said she locked down her state for everyone except her husband's boating activities. The federal government provided tremendous help to the great people of Michigan. My Justice Department and federal law enforcement announced today that they foiled a dangerous plot against the governor of Michigan. Rather than say thank you, she calls me a white supremacist, while Biden and Democrats refuse to condemn Antifa, anarchists, looters, and mobs that burn down Democrat-run cities. I do not tolerate any extreme violence. Defending all Americans, even those who oppose and attack me, is what I will always do as your president. Governor Whitmer, open your state, open your schools, and open your churches. Now, you see the, me the narrative the media is trying to paint, right here, Frank uh, Fig Luzzi, who, good luck looking at this guy for more than five minutes, looks like a big, long-necked giraffe. He's a fool, man. National security analysis. So you can have this liberal partisan hack as a you know national security analyst it scares the life out of me but he says he gets on there and says donald trump and mike pence should be investigated for aiding and abetting the plot to kidnap michigan governor gretchen whitmer now because again anything they say is a total lie you had this come out today one of the uh michigan watchmen spoke out against Donald Trump. So how can Donald Trump be possibly connected to something like this? You know, you have to be a complete and utter moron to even say anything like that. Um, oh, and as far as MSDNC goes, let me stick on the topic of that. You know, she was, um, there was a reporter who was in Pennsylvania and was saying uh, that the, uh, she was, um, excuse me, she was uh, interviewing uh, voters as far as Harrison Biden goes as far and they pointed out and this was on MSDNC so extremely surprising to me and they were saying that look we know Harris is going to ban fracking we know Biden wants to ban 
fracking. Why would we ever vote for these people? Oh, they're the most extreme leftist ticket you've ever seen in this country. Biden's a unifier. Biden, Biden's going to bring people together. I don't think so. Uh, the president got um, good news today. This was the physician of the president, uh, that being Sean P. Connolly. This is uh, what was released today. I released the following information with the permission of President Donald J. Trump. Today, the president has completed his course of therapy for COVID-19 as prescribed by his team of physicians. Um, the um, It's got to statistics about the respiratory rate and heart rate. You don't care about that. Since returning home, his physical exam has remained stable and devoid of any indications to suggest progression of illness. Overall, he's responded extremely well to treatment without evidence on examination of adverse therapeutic effects. Saturday will be day 10 since Thursday's diagnosis. And based on the trajectory of advanced diagnostics the team has been conducting, I fully anticipate the president's safe return to public engagements at that time. Therefore, Donald J. Trump is good. He is back. He's ready to go. And now guess what he's got to deal with? Nancy freaking Pelosi today. You know, remember it was the debate moderator was writing a book, Madam Speaker, you know, basically praising Nancy Pelosi. Ready for this? Tomorrow, by the way, come here tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment. Here we go again. The 25th Amendment, basically, and I have it here in front of me. In case of the removal of the president from office or of his death or resignation, uh, whenever there is a vacancy in the office, vice president, the president shall name a vice president who shall take office upon confirmation. Um, basically, what the 25th Amendment um, says is that, you know, that they can remove the president because, you know, the, here you got there when the president transmits to the president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration that no inability exists. He shall resume the powers. Basically, it's it's removal um, of Donald J. Trump, right? That's what Nancy Pelosi wants to do, and she's, she's using the excuse of coronavirus. But even though I've just mentioned that the uh, White House physician, the president's physician, um, Dr. Connolly, Pointing out that the president is good and ready to go again. Well, so what is all of this? Nancy Pelosi, 25th Amendment, remove the president again. Really? Is this what we're going to go through again, Madam Speaker? You know, because you put the country through an impeachment hoax when you had, you know, they tried to impeach Donald Trump. And he rightfully points this out. They tried to impeach him over a phone call congratulating President Zelensky, new president of Ukraine, on his, uh, you know, victory as far as being the new president, you know, getting the corrupt Poroshenko out of Ukraine. And what did the House of Representatives do? They tried to use a phony, fake whistleblower, Eric Charmella, being that whistleblower, by the way, who worked for Biden, you know, who was, who was an Obama administration guy, who again with uh, the other you know institutions I mentioned the Commission on Presidential Debates the Democrat Party the media all he joins in hating Donald Trump and hated Donald Trump's election 
So now you're going to go with this. And by the way, while you were impeaching Donald Trump over abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, you know, the whole whistleblower phone call thing wasn't even in there. You know, now you're going to 25th Amendment back to this Rod Rosenstein um, as well, who was uh, the uh, deputy attorney general to Jeff Sessions. Um, and so now you're going to uh, this this is their next their next move. You know, you're not confident in Joe Biden winning the election. You know, you weren't confident in Joe Biden uh, debating the president. So you had to tell him, no, absolutely don't do it. So now this is what the uh, House of Representatives, controlled by Nancy Pelosi, a congresswoman from California, never had to battle for anything in her whole entire life, Nancy Pelosi, who thinks that she deserves to get her way for reasons totally unbeknownst to me, and I don't even understand why we give this woman power at all. But I hope she goes through with it. I hope she tries to impeach the president again and cite the 25th Amendment as the way of doing it. Because as I see it, Republicans have to gain 20 seat, a net gain of 20 seats in the House of Representatives. Please go through with it. Please try to impeach Donald Trump again because those 20 seats, and never forget that while they were impeaching him, that's when the coronavirus outbreak started here in the United States. That's when Donald Trump shut down travel from China when there was only one known case of coronavirus here in the United States, a de decision that saved millions of American lives. They were impeaching him. They didn't care about coronavirus. They still don't care about it to this day. You've seen them with, uh, without, with, uh, not wearing their masks. You've seen Maxine Waters. You've seen Nancy Pelosi. Hell, she got an a salon owner had to relocate her salon because Nancy Pelosi says they were trying to set me up. No, you're just irresponsible and you think coronavirus is a joke. The only reason that they mention coronavirus so much is to use it as an excuse to get Joe Biden elected. So please... Please go through with your whole plot as far as the 25th Amendment goes. Try to try to use that. Really try to do it because I think the country rejected the whole Donald Trump impeachment. You know, they voted for this man in 2016 to be president. He has brought nothing but good to this country. That's why so many institutions hate him. That's why Nancy Pelosi hates Donald Trump with everything she has. This is a man that cannot be bought. It's a man that has America's best interests. He puts those first. You know, so Pelosi today, the news of the Commission of Presidential Debates today doesn't surprise me one bit. But I think this country is going to see all of this, sees right through this whole plot for four years to take down Donald Trump that started before he was even president with Hillary Clinton trying to stir up a scandal to vilify Donald Trump and connect him with Russia. The country saw through it in 2016, and I pray to God that this country, and I have faith in the American people, that they're going to see through it come November 3rd, 2020.